Next on BYU Sports Nation, reformatting the rivalry. Why will this year be different for the BYU-Utah showdown? He'd be a mediocre host, but he was an amazing tight end. Dennis Pitta joins us. How did the Cougars break the six-game streak? Plus, the NFL kicks off tonight, and four BYU guys will be involved right smack in the middle of it. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the campus branch of Deseret First Credit Union, here are your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live outside. It is warm. It is bright. Oh, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. We have three cheerleaders, four cheerleaders here. Yeah. Woo! The fourth just walked out, right? Three, yeah, the four. Fourth, the fourth showed up on time, just in the nick of time. Play-by-play from Deseret First Credit Union, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, September 7th, Rivalry Week. We are grateful to have you with us wherever and however you're dialed in. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who generally wears his sunglasses at night, Jerem Jordan. I'm no Bono, but uh, we have a similar bank account, said nobody. <laughs> no, it's, it's great to get out occasionally. It's awesome to be here at Deseret First. We've done this for several years. They treat us right. They're a sponsor on the show. It's the Deseret First Duel with BYU and Utah, so it's fun to get out here. Third day of school. Fourth, third day of school. So you don't need to worry no about that. There's no parking available anywhere for yeah. anyone. Yeah. But we're happy to be here. I was counting my lucky stars, and I found <laughs> yeah. a parking spot. I got a one-hour spot, and okay. I think I parked before we started, so I'm going to have to hurry up. <laughs> You're going to have yeah, to go move my car, your car. Right over there. There's careful. some open 30-minute parking yeah. over there. If so I'm just not like here go during, between the two. If I'm not here during the whip round, it's because i got to move my car. <laughs> yeah. Metered parking, I think, will solve a lot of things. Can we not implement get, that? Yeah, you could get some dough off that. Just yeah, me- metered parking. I, I feel like that would be a great way. Provo Mayor watching? To raise some money, yes. Hey, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. The 92nd edition of BYU-Utah goes down Saturday night in Provo. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time on BYU TV with a loaded edition of Countdown to Kickoff. Utah head coach and former Cougar Kyle Whittingham said Monday, but really when it comes to this game, he doesn't know what to expect. This game has it's his own entity. You know, it almost doesn't matter what's happened prior to this game. You know, and if you look back through the years, it's it's uh, it's always a battle and it's always a hard fought, uh, close game right down to the wire, at least with the majority of the time and. And regardless of what's happened in the past or whose record is what or who's ranked, who's not ranked, it seems to uh, bring out the best in both teams. Throw what you know out the window when it comes to BYU-Utah. And we'll get into the specifics of why this game specifically result will be different than the previous six years, or maybe it won't. What do you think? We want to hear what BYU Sports Nation has on their mind. Kyle Whittingham will join us tomorrow, by the way. Awesome. Tonight, the NFL season begins with the Cougars on both sides of the Chiefs and Patriots matchup. Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen on Jason Shepard's Kansas City Chiefs. Kyle Van Noy and Harvey Longy on the Patriots. Face off tonight, 8.30 Eastern time on NBC. So stoked. Go Seahawks. Yeah, the NFL. It's back. The NFL is back. Number 10, BYU women's volleyball plays Hawaii tonight in Honolulu at 1 a.m. Eastern. Get a nap in. You're, you're grumpy that late at night. If you want to watch the Cougars live with the shot to go 7-0 and on the season, you'll definitely need a nap and maybe some soda. 
you could you decide on which type of soda you would like. Hawaii is typically ranked in women's volleyball. They are not right now, which is kind of a surprise, of course. Uh, Coach Shoji retired after many, many uh, years there at Hawaii, so good luck to the ladies as they compete there. Women's soccer plays tomorrow night against Utah's well. Man. Deseret first dual matchup. 21st ranked Utah. They're, they're ranked BYU's not. It hasn't ha- that hasn't happened too much recently. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. The Cougars 0-3-2, continuing to seek that first win. They haven't scored a ton of goals. They're looking for some offense. Yeah, 0-3-2. I mean, so, so BYU football team and soccer been, team looking for a little bit more offense. BYU right women's soccer had never been three matches into a season in the history of the program Another without five. a win. Now they are five in without a win, and it doesn't get easier. Another top 25 foe on listen, the schedule. Listen, though, they lay the groundwork Friday night at Southfield. Okay, They lay the groundwork for the football game. For a, rival, a successful rivalry weekend. That's a tough phrase, by the way. It's like Russell Westbrook. Because you want to say Russell Westbrook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wivalry week. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> what? Yeah, absolutely. Careful on that one. Reminds me of a book I read to my six-year-old. Huey for Wadney Wet. Yeah. yeah. Well, then. It's, listen, you got to Don't read the, that one this week. you got to address the tough issues, right? Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Why this year will be different. Or will it? The 2017 version of the BYU-Utah rivalry football game has a large dose of the unknown. Kyle Whittingham touched on that moments ago. It's early in the season. Both teams have a win over a lower division opponent. And BYU is coming off a 27-point shutout loss to a top-10 caliber team in LSU. So with that backdrop, answer today's Twitter question. Why will the outcome of this year's BYU versus Utah game be different than the last six? Or will it? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BruteDR, it really depends on how much the offense can, does improve, in the space of a week, not encouraged by what we've seen so far. How much panic do you implement because of what happened against LSU? Panic's too strong of a word. It was one game. It was in New Orleans. It's LSU. They're on another level, man. And obviously that came through. BYU didn't even cross the 50. Like, that was pathetic. But now you don't face LSU in New Orleans. You face Utah in Provo. Like, it's Utah is a tremendous defense. Don't get me wrong. There are those that in the local media that think that Utah is on par with LSU. Stop it! There were five draft picks lost from Utah. You, Utah had a tremendous year in the NFL draft. They had five picks. That's awesome. You don't have one year and then suddenly become as good as LSU, okay? You have to have decades of dominance that way. Utah is a tremendous defense, and this will be a challenge. For the BYU offense. Jerem, life is all about what have you done for me lately. So clearly, if Utah had eight draft picks, they're LSU. Like that, that is what it is, right? Well, three on offense, five on defense. <laughs> yeah. Trust the point me, is Utah's good. Exactly. They're good. Saying they're not LSU is not like a diss what? on Utah. No one get there. Come on. LSU is in a very elite class. Athletically. Now, on the field, they've been. Like, Utah's actually been a little better in terms of overall wins and blah, blah, blah. But LSU is one thing. Utah's another. And la- so Utah's team last year with its eight draft picks. One, one point win against BYU. 20 points. BYU for six turnovers. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that was an even-ish game. But offensively, there's a question. So the answer to this Twitter question for me, why will it be different? I have no idea why it'd be different right now. Because the offense has not shown... A lick of anything. In fact, is Ty Detmer showing nothing on purpose just to get to the Utah game? 
we'll discuss and what's the chance coming up. The offense obviously has to play better. 20 points against an FCS team. Even if you played the national champs from FCS, you need to score 20. More than 20. Come on. And then zero. The offense has got to all of a sudden just come out of its shell. they got to get into the 20s. The defense has got to carry BYU in this game like they did last year. The defense forced six turnovers just to keep BYU in the game. I don't know that this game will be different, but there are three reasons that it just might be. And the very first is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This is the first BYU versus Utah game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in four years. Like you forget, 2013, 2014, they took a break. 2015, they took a break until the Vegas Bowl told Utah otherwise. And then BYU took a break in the first quarter. Then last year, of course, up at uh, Utah. So for a guy like Kesney Tauzinga, after a mission, seniors played the last four years, he said, this is my first and only home game against Utah. And I thought, yeah, that's weird, man. It's an interesting little fact, tidbit about this rivalry. Red Warner, same used, thing. You're used to it being played every year, but that two-year hiatus. There was the two-year mission trip from Utah, if you will. Kind of put things into a little bit of a thank, weird situation. Thank you, Vegas Bowl. BYU back at home. Now, this is an this is a different dynamic with this set of seniors that have never played a home game against Utah. Will that motivate them in a different way? How Being much home will the helps. home crowd yeah. help? Yes, like yeah. generally it it gives you about a field goal advantage. And Vegas still has BYU as a one-point favorite in this. Number two, Tyler Huntley is a really good player, but this is his first road start. We think the, he'll be a good player. The Division One level. Yeah, he. I thought he looked good. I mean... 37 points against North Dakota. Gatorade player of the year in Florida. Like, that's that's legit, right? Uh, BYU's had its share of Elite 11 guys that haven't turned out previously. We're hoping the latest one does, Tanner Mangum. This will be very different than North Dakota. Yeah, it's in Salt Lake City. This is BYU in Provo. Tyler Huntley's first road start, okay? He's a sophomore, and he's very athletic. I think he's got a really good arm, excellent feet. He stood in the pocket quite a bit. Actually, didn't he rush the ball like 18 times against North Dakota? I take it back. He didn't stay in the pocket that much. 18 uh, rushes for a quarterback? Taysom Hill thinks that's a lot. There are a couple of things like this. Okay, field goal kicker is one that sticks out to me as well. There's a walk-on. His name's Matt Gay. Went to Orem High School. The Bingham freshman kicker came in, missed a kick. Utah's got a walk-on senior soccer player from Utah Valley that's the kicker. Granted, he did go 3-for-3 and made a 49-yarder. But in, the, but in the moment, in Provo, BYU, Utah. Will he Ryan Kenishiro a kick, or will he Louis Sakota a oh, kick? Man. Utah has different members of special teams. No longer is Andy Phillips in the mix. Thank goodness they have a walk-on kicker. <laughs> he was awesome. That will kick on the road in a hostile environment. So he he did make the forty-nine yarder though in Salt Lake. What about What's a the last time BYU made Provo? a forty-nine yarder? I don't even want to have that conversation. <laughs> a Potchman? a pain. Now, the last thing I want to bring up, because Tyler Huntley is right. making his first Division One road start and behind an offensive line that is a little inexperienced on one side, relatively. Utah is always good up front, but they don't have Garrett Bowles in there anymore. That makes J. a J. difference. J.J. Dealman. Yeah, they, they lost some real they players They lost there. some really good players up front on the offensive line. Yeah. BYU... With Sione Takitaki and Corbin Kufusi and Kairos Tonga, 
can they disrupt the Utah offensive line and the run game enough against this young quarterback to make things different? And the Ute commit slash signee, I don't know what it was, Kairos Tonga, who's now a BYU guy because Satake and Tuyaki were his guys. Can he wreak havoc in the backfield? Can Fred Warner show us that he is an NFL-type player? Can BYU dominate? Like, where where is BYU better? I'm hoping at quarterback. BYU hasn't shown that coming into this, but I'm hoping at quarterback. I'm ho- And I'm with you. The defensive line can throw a, a wrinkle into this. BYU had a hard time rushing the ball a little bit last year, and that's why BYU only got 19 points. So can the BYU defense get some pressure on Tyler Huntley and, that, and Zach Moss in that run game? Young quarterback making his first road start, walk-on kicker, and the loss of some NFL talent for Utah. These aren't enough reasons to feel really good. By Plus, the way, going it's in. in Provo. No, not really good, <laughs> but, but just like, maybe. Uh, there's just hope maybe there. Maybe it could be a little bit different. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. It's winter time. Why will the outcome of this year's BYU-Utah game be different than the last six? Or will it? At Hot Wings 85 says, so far, there is no evidence to suggest that it will be different, unfortunately. That's not unfair. In fact, I think it's fair. The way that the offense have played so far, obviously they need to break out. I thought defensively, BYU has shown us that they can be okay, right? Sorry, they can be good. I think the BYU defense can help BYU win the game, but the offense will have to win it. And I'm starting to lean towards what I said about BYU-LSU last week. First team to 17 wins. Oh, geez. That low scoring, you think? I, For BYU, they, they have to get to at least 17. Jeez. You'd think that 20 points might do it. 20 yeah. points might do it. Hey, coming up, offensive struggles, how the offense plans on ramping it up this week for Utah. Wide receiver Micah Simon tells us. Hey, he converts third downs. Plus, Dennis Pitta breaks down what it will take to end the losing streak to Utah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We are live from Deseret First Credit Union, uh, yeah. south I, part of BYU's campus. I have the glasses on. You feel better? I was wearing them during the break. I forgot to take them off. I'll take them off. <laughs> my, my mom wants everyone to see my beautiful eyes. <laughs> I was hoping you would forget the whole segment. <laughs> No one said anything to me. Protect, hashtag protect Jerem's eyes. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN. If you'd like to tell Jerem what you really think about his sunglasses and other BYU sports-related items. Yeah, you can tweet whatever you want because it's America, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, Countdown to Kickoff is our live one-hour pregame show. It's at 9 Eastern time, Saturday. Normally we go an hour. We're going an hour and 10 minutes, baby, because it's BYU in Utah. So check it out, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going till 10-10. Coverage starts at 10.15 on ESPN2, so full coverage. Awesome. Why will this outcome of this year's BYU-Utah rivalry game be different than the last six? Or will it? We gave you our thoughts. Three big reasons that just maybe could sway things in a different direction for BYU. At T. Walter tweets in, If the outcome is different, it is because BYU ran the ball well on first down to set up manageable third down opportunities. Greg Rubel has been pounding this into oblivion, and I love it because BYU is struggling on first and second down, so they've been third and eight or longer in both of the first two games. They do need to be better. That's a great point. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, aspiring BYU Sports Nation host, NFL tight end, 
BYU All-American, Dennis Pitta with us. Dennis, up, it's Dennis? rivalry week, man. Are you ready to go? <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm ready. I'm excited. What are you more excited for this weekend, BYU-Utah or your debut as a radio analyst for the Baltimore Ravens? <laughs> um, you know, I'm equally excited for both. Saturday, I'll be really excited for the game. And then Sunday, I will be, you know, very excited to be able to be on the radio. So, um, I'll be there. You finally get to show what you can do, right? To a national audience. Like, are you looking, besides this? Is you, that what you're you saying? You look in your chops as, a, as an this. NFL analyst? Yeah, besides BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bronson Kafusi, defensive lineman for the Ravens. We'll talk BYU-Utah in a sec. What do you expect from him as the BYU Raven, if you will? Yeah, I mean, Bronson's a good player, and uh, he's still really young. He's uh, got a lot to learn, but he's got a ton of potential. He'll come off the bench, and he'll be able to play a lot in this first game, but, um, you know, it's going to be an opportunity for him to kind of get his feet wet and see what regular season football is all about. I mean, it's, it's very different than what he's experienced in the preseason, and I'm excited for him. I think he's got a bright future ahead of him in, in Baltimore, and, uh, you know, hopefully he can make a big impact. Fantastic stuff. Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is rivalry week, as we have chronicled very well. Take us inside the locker room during rivalry week at BYU. What does the feel like in there, and how is it different than other weeks and other games that you play in as a collegiate athlete? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of the same feel. You know, the week is, is structured the same. Everything's, you know, from a football standpoint, very much the same. What's different is the sense of urgency, and especially with this week and this year. Well, I mean, when's the last time we beat Utah? Was it seven, seven years ago, eight years ago? I Honestly, seven years ago, six games ago, you played on that ago, team, right? Dennis. Oh, nine. I was in that game. I mean, that's that's shocking that that's the last time that we actually beat them. So there's going to be a big sense of urgency this week, you know, because this is a must win game. And in, in, in my opinion, in a lot of fans opinions, um, you know, around around Utah. And so, you know, you can't go another year losing to Utah. And I think everybody in the program understands that. Um, there's going to be a big sense of urgency. And, I mean, the work ethic and, and practice intensity, I think, will be ratcheted up this week, you know, in anticipation for that. So our Twitter question today is, why will the outcome of this year's BYU versus Utah game be different than the last six, or will it? What do you think? I, I sure hope the outcome's different. I mean, I listen, I think – it's going to be a big, the big challenge going up against them this week. I think they're a good football team. I mean, I watched them a little bit in their first game. Uh, they have a mobile quarterback. They always have a good stout defense and, and perimeter players that can play tight man coverage, which is going to give us fit. So I think the key to this game for us offensively is establishing a run game. And really that's been the difficult part in the start of this season. We haven't been able to really – establish an identity, especially in the run game. I mean, this, this offense that Ty Detmer runs is a pro-style offense and it's predicated on our ability to run the football. We saw that last year. We had Jamal Williams, and, and really Taysom Hill was the factor in that as well, being able to run the football. We were so effective at it that everything else became a lot easier off of that. The, the naked, the keepers, the bootlegs, all that kind of stuff is so much easier when you're effective running the ball in first and second down. And we've been ineffective this year doing that. 
and it's made everything so much more difficult. Um, Tanner hasn't looked comfortable. You know, the offensive line has been struggling because, I mean, it's just everything kind of falls apart when you're struggling to get yards on first and second down and struggling to run the football because this offense is it's so important to what we do. How much does what happened against LSU, top 10 caliber team, athletic, strong, I mean, elite level college football, how much because of what happened against the LSU Tigers are you concerned about BYU's chances against Utah specifically? Well, I, there's obviously a level of concern, you know, especially with our offense, you know, over the last two weeks. Um, LSU was kind of a different beast, though, and I was really impressed with LSU, how they played in that game. I think with their new offensive coordinator and the system that they're running now, being able to utilize a combination of, of um, Geis and that other running back, I mean, they were really effective in, in all the misdirection and stuff that they did and then big shots down the field. I mean, I, I kind of knew that that was going to be their game plan going in, be able to establish the run and then take big play-action shots, and they were able to do that, and that's going to be you know really effective for them throughout all the season. So I expect LSU to be a really good team when all is said and done after the season. So it's tough to gauge us against top-level talent like that. Uh, Utah will not be that same beast. Utah will be a different team. But Utah is going to be, you know, have its challenges, you know, for our defense because they have a mobile quarterback and a guy that can escape the pocket and run. That's, you know, traditionally always given us fits. I, I think back to uh, 2010 when we played Florida State and Christian Ponder was the quarterback. Every third down, it seemed like he was scrambling for a first down and we could not get off the field defensively. And so over the years, scrambling quarterbacks have kind of been, you know, an Achilles heel, heel for us. And, you know, I just hope that's not, you know, the case this year. And I, and I don't think it will be as much of an issue. But if we can slow him down and, you know, kind of get ourselves and gather ourselves offensively, we'll be okay. Yeah, the hope with a scrambling quarterback is that his legs are fine, but his arm's not as good. Uh, LSU yeah. was one thing, and Utah's closer to LSU than they were Portland State. But they're no LSU. But let's rewind back to 2008. The quest for perfection's on. You guys are 5-0. and You go into TCU. That was a similarly disappointing loss to like LSU where it's like, oh, geez, what happened? How did the team pick themselves up after that to win the next couple of games in 2008, like BYU's trying to do right now? Yeah, the quest for perfection, that was, uh, that was a fun time. <laughs> that lasted all of about three weeks or so. <laughs> I love seeing yeah, the we shirts really around. We put a target on our back for that one, didn't we? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Thanks, that, that's the thing. What what do you do mentally, though? Like, when you get when you get beat by a team, I mean, it was a 25-point loss at TCU, what do you do mentally to recover after something like that? Well, I, you know, we, we were a confident team. We knew what we were capable of. For whatever reason, TCU had our number that year. I mean, I remember specifically in that game, I would, you know, I, I'd split out. On, on one side or the other, and I had an out route, for example, and their linebackers and their safeties were yelling, watch the out route, watch the out route. And I'm sitting there like, well, this isn't going to be too good. <laughs> and I mean, for whatever reason, they had our number, and they knew very well what we were trying to do and found a way to shut it down. I mean, I, I think TCU, and, and you've seen that over the years, is a very well-coached team with Gary Patterson. And as a matter of fact, we met his son, didn't we, Spencer? Yes, we did. At the BYU game. On that the field. That was a funny story. Jeremy yeah. wasn't there for that. 
Yeah, Gary Patterson's son at the BYU Portland State. What was game he doing there on the second row? Cheer, he goes to BYU. He goes to He's BYU. A BYU student. He's a BYU student, and he was still rocking like a TCU lanyard, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a non-athlete BYU T-shirt. He's TCU just a regular lanyard. student here. Yeah. <laughs> That's random and awesome. shout out to the the Gary did Patterson. He, did he family. have a visor on? <laughs> no visor. No visor. <laughs> no visor. Dennis Pitta with us on BYU Sports Nation. Dennis, we kind of feel like there are a few reasons that just maybe this game will be different in favor of BYU, and and we chronicled those. So to give you a brief recap, BYU is playing at home for the first time in four years against Utah. So home factor. They are one point uh, favorite because they're in Provo. Also, Utah, they're starting a young, athletic, talented, we think talented quarterback, but this is his first road start at the divisional level and happens to come against BYU. Can they rattle him? And the offensive line lost some serious talent on Utah to the NFL. So uh, is that enough? Is that enough to alter the outcome compared to the last six years? I think so. I I do expect the outcome of this game to be different than years past. Um, And for for the factors that you mentioned, first and foremost, being at home plays in our favor tremendously. And, you know, I didn't realize we haven't played them at home for four years. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's either been a neutral side or up there. And so, you know, our home crowd in those games is always tremendous. And uh, I, I expect that to be a big factor. You know, I don't think they'll be able to run the ball nearly as well as they have in years past. Um, with a stable of running backs that they put in the NFL. And so, you know, I expect this game to be close like it always is, and it's going to come down to the last, you know, final few minutes, final few plays. But I do see us, and I see us rebounding because we've had kind of a rocky start to the season and one in which, you know, we all didn't really anticipate. You know, we thought we were going to see a more potent offense. Uh, I think the defense has played pretty well and, and will get some confidence, you know, over the over those two weeks, but now to show that they're capable of producing points and consistently moving the ball. And so I expect it to be very different this, this Saturday for sure. Dennis, great stuff. You're now on a quest for broadcast perfection. And we wish you the best. <laughs> let's, let's not do that again. No, no. Let's bring it back. <laughs> let's wear the shirts. I was loving I see a shirt in promo. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Dennis, we appreciate the time, man. It's good to talk to you as always. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Dennis Pitta on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, what's the chance BYU scores 21-plus against Utah? That would be a season high. But first, Micah Simon, receiver who converted two third and longs against LSU, will tell us why the offense will be better this week against Utah. This is BYU Sports Nation. The quest for broadcast perfection. No! No! Welcome to a partnership where customer experience comes first. It's our focus. It's your expectation. We provide support to those that go the extra mile. For all of us. Supplying products, training, and service for generations. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. There are many reasons people prepare. They prepare because the winds blow and the waters rise and economies fail. 
But the most important reason people prepare? They prepare because they care. For over 30 years, Emergency Essentials has been helping families prepare for whatever the future brings. Learn more at BePrepared.com. Game Day Promos helps BYU build the Cougar brand with customized promotional items. Blankets, flashlights, balls, almost anything really. To increase fan loyalty and team support. Businesses can do the same thing. Carefully selecting items that Game Day Promos can customize with any brand. The result? Gifts to reward customers. Licensed promotional product vendor for BYU. Game Day Promos. Beyond sports, beyond expectations. I just love football so much, I don't think I could be without it. If it was up to me, I'd play until I die. The BYU TV Sports Countdown to Kickoff. Utah versus BYU. Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV. Have you guys been on our Studio C YouTube channel? We post all of our sketches there, plus some that you won't ever see on TV. And some other fun stuff. So go check it out and subscribe. Find Studio C on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Connect with us, we'll connect with you. Welcome back, sports friends. We are live from Deseret First Credit Union, south part of campus at BYU, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision. Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere you like it. The desk is hot. I recommend not putting your hands on the desk. Yeah, do not do that, okay? Uh, women's soccer plays Utah like the football team. Friday night, 21st-ranked Utah, 9 Eastern, BYU TV and BYU Radio. By the way, you know who just came up to us said hi? Brad Hunter. Hunter the punter from the 90s just came up and said hi. He ripped off a 70-yard punt in the 90s. <laughs> he was a lineman that was punting for BYU. That's pretty flexible. <laughs> oh, you need to tweet that picture out. Right yeah, Brad Hunter the punter, it. he's like a cougar legend because he is. He's a cult he hero. He was the lineman that was punting the ball. Yeah, you don't see he's, that often. He was the lineman who didn't go for it. He just kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. 92nd edition of the rivalry. BYU and Utah Saturday night in Provo. Pre-game coverage begins at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Tonight, the NFL is back. It's Chiefs versus Patriots. That means BYU guys involved. Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen for the Chiefs, Kyle Vannoy, Harvey Longy for the Patriots. 8.30 Eastern on NBC. The Patriots are my fantasy football defense, so... I'm a little torn about all of this. <laughs> Why'd you pick them? I don't know. Because they're good. Because that was what was left. Yeah. Number 10, BYU women's volleyball plays Hawaii tonight in Honolulu. Late start, 1 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Mountain. Cougars 6-0 and this season. Stay up late to see if they go 7-0. and They will also compete against Nevada and Baylor in the Hawaii Invitational. Jeremy and I had the opportunity to go two-on-one with the man who converted third downs against LSU, and they were few and far between. In fact, he did it twice. Wide receiver Micah Simon, who Ty Detmer said, he showed us some stuff against LSU. Expect to see him on the field and to become a little bit more of a primary target for Tanner Mangum. Why does Micah Simon feel like the offense will be better this week? We are two-on-one with the BYU sophomore receiver. Micah, you make a catch against LSU, convert a third down, break a tackle. When you get up from that play, what's happening in your mind? Uh, just ready to go. It was the first drive, so I was excited for the rest of the game. You know, things didn't go our way, but 
you know, it's just it's good to get that confidence for myself. And then, you know, hopefully everybody else could, uh, you know, have that confidence in me as well. It was another uh, third down and long, I believe, eight or nine that you caught as well. Uh, how much how much more can we expect that kind of production from you and the offense in uh, future games? Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing we worked on today a lot. We had a, a good third down period where we just worked different different distances and, uh, yeah, just calling different plays so we can, you know, execute them and, uh, you know, just get open and keep those drives alive. What did you learn from the LSU game that will benefit you, not just against Utah, but for the rest of the season? Uh, I think just being a little more patient. Um, you know, I don't want to say the speed of the game got us, but sometimes we felt rushed and just trying to, trying to just make things happen on our own when, you know, Kalani was, uh, Coach Kalani was saying, just do your 111th, you know, do your part, and then it'll it'll look so much better. So that's one thing we have to just do, just take it one play at a time, you know, do your part, and then we'll be fine. Kalani was pretty frank about needing the offense to be better. Um, what's what's the attitude and conversation like as you guys Im- hopefully embrace that idea, right? Yeah, um, we for sure need to step it up, you know, kind of left our defense out there hanging, you know, playing 40 minutes, uh, you know, of the game. So that was really tough on them, and they did a great job. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of positive vibes, though. You know, even even throughout the game, we know it was it was tough, but it was positive vibes because, you know, we were just down 14-0 coming back out. So we knew that we could make things happen. Uh, so then just now, now it's just positive vibes throughout practice and uh, just taking each period, uh, you know, with the utmost focus. What kind of challenge do you expect from Utah's defense on Saturday when they come to Provo? Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be similar to what we saw with LSU and even Portland State. You know, a lot of man coverage, a lot of man press. Uh, they'll bring a lot of blitzes. So, you know, it's it's good that we you know we saw that the first two weeks, and uh, you know, and just even throughout spring ball and fall camp, you know, our DBs we press a lot. So it's good to get that as well. Um, so yeah, I think I think we'll be in we'll be in good shape after after. Pr- playing against two teams that are physical at the line of scrimmage and, you know, want to harass you during your routes. So I think we'll be fine. You've been here a couple of years. What are your thoughts on the BYU-Utah rivalry? Oh, it's great. Um, you know, first year we uh, we played them in the bowl game in Vegas. So that was my first encounter. And then last season, you know, playing them at Rice Eccles. So it was great. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to be able to play in it and, uh, you know, experience it because when I talk to, you know, the guys like some of the seniors, Fred, Tijon, Tooney, you know, they always say you just you just have to play in it to really fully understand it. So looking forward to, you know, I know some guys over there, um, you know, some of my friends, so it'll be fun. Who do you know over there? Uh, just a couple of their, uh, couple of their cornerbacks and uh, one of their running backs, so it'll be fun. From high school? Nah, just being out here, you know, just okay. Utah. <laughs> Tra- training during the offseason and stuff? Uh, no, just, you know, mutual friends. You come across just different paths and stuff, you know, like some of the guys, uh, you know, Dines from out here, Riley Burt. So just hanging with them, you just cross paths. Do you shut it down in terms of, like, joking around and, and trash talking and things like that with those guys, with, with your friends that are on the other side during this week, or, or does it escalate for you? Uh, I wouldn't say it escalates, you know, I th- you know, I, I won't really talk trash or anything, you know, it's, you know, yeah, we're friends, but, you know, it's game week during the game, you know, I don't really know them, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, you know, just do our best to execute and just, you know, hopefully come up with the W. Do you have a mouthpiece in during the game? I do, okay. I do. So are you, after you make a catch or something, a good block, are you, are you catching your breath or are you saying something to the guy just to have some fun there? 
Uh, I usually catch my breath, to be honest. You know, I'll just, you know, head back to the huddle, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, I don't know. It depends, I guess. It depends. But mostly just catching the breath, going back to the huddle, getting ready for the next play. You have had a conversation with Tanner Mangum this week at some point, like, hey, remember how I caught two passes on third down and converted them you, into first downs? You can do that again if you'd like, Tanner. <laughs> nah, nah, none of that. Uh, <laughs> none of that, you know. We all just have to be better, you know, just from, from the beginning of the game to the end. So, um, you know, this week we're just focusing on, uh, you know, executing, understanding the game plan so that when Saturday comes around, it's just, just like how we how how it's been in practice. So we'll, we'll be ready. Uh, you know, Coach Denver's getting us ready. Coach Cahoon, Coach Sataki had a big focus on us today at practice, so we'll be fine. Why do you think that is that what we've seen and what you've been doing in practice hasn't necessarily tra- translated like you've wanted yet into the game? I don't know. It's, uh, it's a little little difficult at the beginning of the season, uh, as you could, you could think, just because we're going off of last year's film on you know Portland State. We did that. LSU, we did that. And uh, a lot of what we saw was the same, but it's still different. So, you know, having a, having a game this season – from uh, with Utah, I, you know, I think we should understand some things a little better, understand their personnel a little better, what they what they can do the best, what they don't do as well, and, uh, and just be able to execute better. I'm always interested in the psychological warfare that accompanies a team after a certain week because in football it's a week-to-week thing. You lose 27 to nothing to LSU, but that's one of the premier programs in the country, and my opinion – the caliber of athlete that LSU has, you probably won't see the rest of the year. So in some way, can that be advantageous to you mentally, knowing that, look, we've, we've faced this, we had moments of success against that, and now we've got to move forward? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess you, you could say that, but, uh, you know, we play a lot of good teams this season, and, uh, you know, we're just taking it one week at a time. You know, we don't want to say, okay, that's the best we saw, you know, now – now the next teams won't be as good. We won't. We don't want to say that because you just don't know. You know, every everybody improves each week, um, so we're just taking it with the with the utmost focus and just just taking it one day at a time and just getting getting the quality you know reps at practice so that Saturday is easy for us. Were you a quarterback in high school? Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So did you play wide receiver at all growing up? Um, see a little bit in middle school, but then once. I think it was eighth grade. I kind of played quarterback primarily. Uh-huh. Just yeah, and then it carried all the way through senior year. Had one play at receiver though. It was my senior year, and that prepared you for FBS. Uh, what's what's the trans <laughs> what's the transition been like? And how does having been a quarterback help you on the field? Like kind of cool was a high school quarterback that I imagine that helped him on the back end. Yeah, uh, I know that for sure helped Kai. And uh, you know, shout out to Kai for you know making it on the on the Browns. Uh, you know, love that dude here. Whenever I was on defense, we were roommates on uh, away games and stuff. So glad to see him. You know, being successful. Um, but yeah, I know that helps me because I can just I can see coverages. You know, pretty quick when I'm lining up out there, and just kind of helps me understand understand where I need to be and where Tanner's expecting me to be. Uh, so yeah, that for sure helped me. Has the game slowed down for you? Yeah, it has. How? Uh, just once you get once you get a few plays out there, it's just, just like okay, you just take a deep breath and it's like okay, it's just football now, you know. Because yeah, that you know first play I went in uh, for LSU and I'm just kind of looking. I'm like okay, yeah, the ball's coming, <laughs> make the catch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about yak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, you know, once you kind of get that first catch, first hit, then it's like, all right, you know, nerves are gone. It's just just playing pitch and catch now. Is margin hook still breaking down anything and everything that you do from yeah. a coaching mentality? Any any and everything, uh, you know, calls me at any time of the day, uh, <laughs> text me any time of the day. Will send me videos of of you know what he's what he's doing with his with his uh, guys back home in in Texas and it's like okay yeah you know put this in your route put that in your route so it's good to have him helping me though uh, you know he, he's been a huge help and uh, I've also been working with a couple other guys as well. Martin had an eighty yard touchdown catch against Utah. Did you know? That? Did not know that. I didn't know he had uh, speed like that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so over under two and a half targets for you Saturday? Uh, hopefully over, you know. We'll see how the flow of the game goes. Uh, but, yeah, you know, as a receiver, you know, we all want the ball every play. So that's just that's just our personality. <laughs> Saving the day for BYU Sports Nation interviews and also on third down, Micah Simon. Thanks for the time, man. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. Two-on-one BYU football all-access with Micah Simon, BYU sophomore receiver, he feels like things will start to click against Utah, and understandably they need to if BYU has any chance of changing the way things have been the last six matchups. I love it. I, I think he's a guy that's ready for the challenge. Coming up, we will play a little bit of what's the chance BYU forces six takeaways again, Spencer? Uh, wow, are we really going to go there? <laughs> I mean, what's the chance that BYU scores in the 20s? What's the chance BYU wins? Let's go there! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get your popcorn ready. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Deseret First Credit Union, south part of BYU's campus. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. It is rivalry week. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interview with Dennis Pitta and why he feels like this year will be different for BYU. If you missed BYU football with Kalani Satake Tuesday night or you just want to watch it again, it's coming up right after this show at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Do you have anything to do with that show? Uh, I love that show. It's one of my favorites. I would say it's one of the best hours of BYU football on television. One of them. Yeah. That's what I would say. <laughs> Why will the outcome of this year's BYU-Utah game be different than the last six? Or will it? At Boyd C. Johnson with this tweet. Outcome won't be different unless the BYU offense can put up 21-plus points on the board. Hmm. That would be a season high through three games. Funny you should say that. 20 against Portland State. None against LSU, obviously. Calling for 21-plus to guarantee a win. He says, we guarantee. know the defense... We know the defense will give BYU a shot to win. I feel confident about that same sentiment. How many points will BYU need to score to beat Utah? Man, I feel like we should talk about that. And what's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100%. That we will play what's the chance? Yeah, that we will play. Truth. We've already fulfilled that because we're doing it now. We're doing it live. We'll get to the 21 points in a second. First, Ben Bagley, number one. What's the chance BYU's defense produces six takeaways again this year? Zero uh, percent. That was unbelievable. It's not happening again. Here, And I'll give you two words why. Kainakua. Oh, the ball hawk is gone. He's the in ball Cleveland. Gone. Listen, the BYU defense can force some takeaways. It's not going to be six, though. One percent because there's always a chance. But very, very, very minimal that BYU <laughs> will force six takeaways again. Six! 
Also, Francis Bernard. And BYU lost that game! Francis Bernard, Kainukua, not playing in that game. They had three of the six? Yeah. Yeah. Number two. What's the chance this year's rivalry game is decided by a TD or less? 84% because 16 of the last 19 have, and that's 84%. Oh, man. I don't want it to be that way. Why? Because Why does that matter? Well, a win is a win, right? Yes. And it's exciting and it's Ask fun. Ask Utah about last year if that was a win. But even then, Utah has a couple of blowout wins. Who cares? Why can't BYU be due for a double-digit point win? Dude, beggars cannot be choosers. You lost not, six in a row. I'm you asked saying, for a one-pointer. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying, why can't it happen that way? Why? I we, don't know, Nancy Kerrigan. You and I both know that this game's going to be decided by seven or less. I give it an 84%. I go higher than that, 90%. (laughs) Oh, topper! 90% chance this game is decided by a touchdown or less because that's what BYU and Utah do. They play close games. In fact, more close games between those two schools over the last, like, 30 years than any other two programs. At Cougar Stats, bringing it. Since 93, no two teams have had that many close games in the country. 16 of the last 19 decided by seven or less. Unbelievable. Number three. What's the chance BYU scores 21 or more points this is on a, Saturday? This is a hard question. This is a really hard question. I'm going 62%. Wow, you're optimistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think the BYU defense will set up the offense with at least one score or close to a score. I was just going to say, yeah. if they score 21-plus, the defense has probably got to be involved. There's an interception or fumble recovery that leads to a red zone opportunity. I'm split right down the middle. 50% BYU scores 21 If I can't points. think of a number, I'd just say 50. 50%. Is that the case with you? I'm re- No. I really <laughs> am, like, split on this. I think if BYU does, exactly score, split. does score 21, it will probably be right at 21. Like, 24 is a maximum, probably, against yeah. Utah's defense. Rare, rare is the sub-20 game between BYU and Utah. What was it, like, 99 was, like, 13 to 6 or something? Rare is the sub three zero. Like rare is the sub twenty game between these two. <sighs> Number four. What's the chance the BYU offense rushes for one hundred and twenty five yards or more? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see a new look. By the way, like I expect, and we were told, Ula Tolutau is healthy. I expect to see him more involved. Squally Canada, Kavik Fonua is healthy. We'll see how that looks. One twenty five. You know what? I'm going 64% on this one. I'm confident BYU get 125. 40%. I just, I don't know. I, I think that BYU will try and give Utah a steady dose of the big powerful backs, Kavika Fanua, Ula Tolutau, sprinkle in some Squally Canada. But I, I, I just don't know. I don't think BYU has a lot of confidence in the run game in terms of like, okay, are we going to run it or pass it more when we need something to happen? I think you rely on Tanner Mangum's arm more than you do the Listen, rush, if, right? If BYU, I, BYU feels good. I don't know how BYU feels about it. I don't know that BYU knows what it has. If BYU can put together 350 total yards of offense, they've got a shot. We've come to an interesting point. I know, but, I mean, this is right the, the caliber well, of, defense, the yeah, the caliber of yeah. defense they're playing against. Given the way they've played the last two weeks. And the way the offense has, has performed. So I, I say 40%. They go for 125-plus on the ground. I'd be happy with 100 yards just to just, oh. just show some improvement. I'd be happy with 80. Yeah, just to show some improvement. Yeah. Next. What's the chance that Ty Detmer is actually George Clooney and the BYU's offense is the Ocean's Eleven and they are sandbagging <laughs> going into the Utah game? Uh, is there a negative percentage? Of it? No. That is a funny question. Like, 
You know what? We're not going to show what we have until shh, the Utah game. Uh, seven, zero, negative 83,000 percent. There's no chance that <laughs> Ty Detmer has been saying I thought you said there's always a chance. In this, not even one. In, there's in something, zero. In something. I just okay, saw the word. Fine. Point zero 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 one percent chance that Ty Detmer <gasps> is sandbagging. And I'll say this: <laughs> he he does have new stuff for Utah. There are there are going to be things that they have not seen. Uh, there better be. Like like first downs. You're, you're rushing. You're yards. hinting at. <laughs> wow, wow. You're hinting at like insider info. But that's also just straight up logic. It, they're gonna. There's have, gotta be. Yeah, you just got shut out at a 97 yards of total offense. There better be different stuff. <laughs> there will be Jeez. different. There will be different stuff. And finally, I, I can't wait for that movie Detmer's Eleven to come out. I think it's. I, I it's, think it's the offense. Good. Perfect. It's him in the, the offense. Detmer's Eleven. Ben, yes. you're on to something. Yes. There, I, hey. That's why I get paid the big bucks. Solid play. The bucks. Last one. What's the chance BYU breaks the streak? Ah! What's the chance BYU breaks the streak? I don't know, so I'm saying 50%. Ugh. I have no idea. I have no clue. 51%. Oh, topper again. That's what I do. <laughs> That's a good story, Jeremy. That's a good story, Jeremy. I've got a better story. <laughs> oh, yeah? I walked on the moon. You win. (laughs) 51% chance BYU beats the Utes. Hey, coming up, if you are a BYU volleyball fan, why do you need a nap tonight? You need a nap this afternoon and tonight. We all (laughs) should be excited for tonight's NFL kickoff. We'll explain in the Cougar Whip Round as well. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back to the show live from Deseret First Credit Union. South Campus at BYU. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Thanks to today's guests, Dennis Pitta and Micah Simon. Don't call him Mika Simmons. Yeah, don't call him that. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Loaded, Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham, Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick, an ESPN analyst, and Cincinnati's head coach last year when BYU beat the Bearcats, Tommy Tuberville. Now, wait a second. Whittingham, Tuberville, Brian Billick. Not bad. That's how we roll. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The 92nd edition of BYU versus Utah is this Saturday in Provo. Countdown to kickoff is live at 9 Eastern time Saturday night. Cougars in the NFL. Tonight, the NFL season begins with Cougars on both sides of the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots matchup. Andy Reid and Daniel Sorensen, coach safety combo for the Chiefs. Van Noy and Harvey Longy on defense for the Patriots. 8.30 Eastern on NBC. Volleyball. Tenth ranked women's volleyball plays at Hawaii, 1 a.m. Eastern time. They also play Nevada and Baylor as well in the next couple of days. Soccer. BYU women's soccer searching for win number one. And fittingly, it's going to need to happen against the University of Utah. 21st ranked team in the country, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Just find a way to beat them. Together we reach, Spencer. Yeah. Together we reach. <laughs> we need- it's time for that to. It's yeah, time for that yeah. To I, I need to watch that. Yeah, we need. Yeah. To, please search that. Please tell me the University of Utah has not removed that video. No, someone else uploaded it. Probably a BYU fan. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com goes to the four Cougars in the NFL tonight: Andy Reid, Daniel Sorensen, Kyle Van Noy, Harvey Longy. A couple of undrafted free agents, by the way. There with Sorensen and Longy. 
I want to give it uh, as well to uh, at Julie Winder and Tony Henry. They sent me footage of Brad Hunter running for a first down against, the Notre, Dame. against Notre Dame in 1994. Against Lou Holtz Thank you. and your Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ask and you shall receive. Our elite tweet of the day. Answering, why will the outcome of this year's BYU-Utah game be different than the last six at Crazy Cook Fanatic? Because seven would be inconceivable, unimaginable, agonizing, excruciating, horrific, and traumatizing. Hashtag think of the children. Yeah. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout-out to Jay Sample. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern with a loaded show. BYU football with Kalani Sitake. Special rebroadcast airs next.